so upside down vocal support. Okay, so let me give you a bit of context. I, from the age of 15 through to the age of about 24, I trained classically, meaning I sang soprano and I was a lyric soprano. And my first singing teacher was very excited about this kind of music and I was very excited about her and singing and I wanted to impress her. So I was like, whatever you're into, I'm into. I ended up going to college and studying it as a degree and doing a master's in it. And then I emerged out of college thinking... I'm not sure this is me. And I also ended up getting students and started teaching. And I really enjoyed that. I knew that was something I wanted to do in my life. And they all wanted to sing Adele songs. And I couldn't, I couldn't demonstrate the Adele uh, quality timbre. And I was like, oh, okay, we need to fix this. So I ended up going down a rabbit hole, figuring out, just going to these like voice conferences and getting Skype lessons online with all these different vocal coaches and trying to figure out how do I change my classical sound to a pop sound. And the big transformation moment for me was vowel modification because I already had, I I suppose, gotten to grips with being in my body and, you know, releasing my diaphragm on the in-breath and engaging my lower abdominal wall for support. But how my vocal folds were coming together and how my vowels were formed were, was not correct for pop. And now the caveat here is that even though I had developed a classical breathing technique, that doesn't mean that that was totally transferable either because it's an interactive system. So once you change what the vowel is doing and once you change what the vocal fold is doing, it's going to implicate the pressures below the vocal folds because the pressure below the vocal folds, the air that's in your lungs, is always in conversation with the pressures above the vocal folds, which is the result of the vowel you've chosen to sing. Whether you're singing an ah or you're singing a ah, they're two different tombers to different uh, acoustic energy levels in your vocal tract that is in conversation with the below the vocal folds in the lungs so my breath management had to kind of adapt as well to the new style but what helped me do this when I learned classical I feel like I learned supporting the voice from the bottom up and once I started working in pop technique and focusing on vowel modification being the catalyst for change in my voice from converting from classical to pop, it became more helpful for me to think of supporting the voice from the top down. So supraglottally above the vocal folds, adapting what I'm doing and allowing then that to interact and, and feedback to what the vocal folds are doing, which in turn feeds back to what the breath is doing below the vocal folds. And that was really, really helpful for me. And it wasn't that I wasn't making any adjustment below the vocal fold with the breath control, but I was starting with the vowel, allowing the vowel to inform the vocal fold closure and then the vocal fold closure having to adapt to that with the breath support I was providing. So that's what I kind of call upside down support or upside down vocal support and it's what Ken Bozeman talks about in his book is transglottal pressure difference so finding a balance between the difference in air or in pressures above and below the vocal folds right and a great way to explore this is SOVTs and my favorite SOVT two of my favorite SOVTs to explore this on 
are the straw and the blowfish. You probably don't have a straw in your hand right now. If you do, please let's be friends and send me a direct message and just tell me why you live your life with a straw in your hand all the time. Um, <laughs> but I admire it. But if you don't have a straw in your hand right now, put your thumb in your mouth like this and, and puff your cheeks out as if you're blowing out the birthday candles like this. And so a little bit of air is escaping around the thumb. That's the blowfish with the thumb. Now, that's you creating pressures above the vocal folds, right? Then there's pressure below the vocal folds. So let's feel that. So you're going to put your hand on your lower abdominal wall. So nice and low, just above the pubic bone. And you're going to go, again, blowing the air like this. Do you feel the interaction in the lower abdominal wall when you do that? Do you feel a little engagement, a bit of contraction in the muscle? So that's the dance, that's the conversation happening between the pressure above and below my vocal folds. It's very nice. And we can really hack registration, access to mix, access to belt, stability in the voice, control in that mid part of the range through coming back to what I kind of imagine as a ground zero, which everything is hinging on this transglottal pressure difference, like how the voice is going to flow and work. So then you can add vocalization to it. As we move through the pitches, the, it, that's affecting the pressure levels that are required. And so the ab wall is like kind of interacting with that as to should be the pressure above the vocal folds. Play around with that, explore that, but the blowfish is a really useful one for me to come back to, or the straw for a singer who's getting clunky in the registration, they're flipping over, they're a bit wobbly in the mix, and I'm like, hang on, we need to iron out your registration here, and we need to iron out what the pressures are doing above and below the vocal folds, so that the vocal fold closure is as optimal as possible. So that's really my go-to. We kind of strip it all down to that and then we put the vowel back in and the resonances back in again. Yeah, that's my idea for upside down vocal support. I hope that this has been helpful. Thank you so much for watching. Bye.